Welcome to the My St Albans podcast. Local people talking about the local area and their lives. For licensing and copyright reasons, we're unable to include the music originally broadcast with this episode. Here's Matthew Big. And good evening and welcome to My St Albans. And tonight's guest is the original cool and sexy vicar, ladies and gentlemen, Father Richard Watson. Good evening, Richard. <laughs> good evening, Matt. That's the best welcome I've had for a long, long time. So thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Let's look. What Fleabag came up with, we had long ago <laughs> in Smallburns. I think we both know that. Um, how are you doing? You well? Yeah, doing really well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Fe- feeling good. And, you know, looking forward to the end, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, of getting back to normal and uh, the world returns to normality if all goes to plan the day after my birthday so you know a couple of days earlier would have been nice but you know can't complain yeah yeah no that's good yeah and also for our listeners this is uh, recorded in March we are still officially in lockdown but as as you say Richard we're we're really close now I can see spring is going to be a brilliant transition period so hopefully by you know early summer we'll be you know back to some kind of normality yeah I think we're you know we've got a long way to go and and life won't be quite the same as it was before but then then that's that's part of learning yeah um and so Richard for for our kind of listeners that don't know you talk about talk about St Saviour's how are we doing up the top of town yeah, it's good. I, I've been here for three years now. Uh, so uh, I, I did six years of something at the cathedral uh, and had a great time and then moved to St. Saviour's uh, in 2017. Uh, so we're up on uh, Sandpit Lane. Uh, it's a, a barn of a place. It's a, a wonderful like, sort of Victorian church, late Victorian. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It, we, we've sort of developed ourselves as a bit of a community hub so we use for lots of different things uh, beer festival various other things uh, and loads and loads of concert hires and just before lockdown we were really getting into a cycle of uh, live music events uh, with empty events who do a lot of the uh, the pub music so so we, we're kind of hoping to get back to that as soon as we can and services of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it is uh, i've been in there for many reasons actually Drinking beer, yeah, uh, for one, a for another. Always a good reason but, to come uh, to church, in my book. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a great sort of multi-faceted buildings and stuff yeah. that got on there, and that's um, yeah, it's a real joy actually. That it, it's a bit of a, a hidden gem in itself um, because yeah, you know, when we had the first beer festival three years ago, uh, we had so many people coming in saying. A, I didn't know this church was there. B, I didn't realise how big it was. It's a bit like the TARDIS. You know, you, you go inside and you're, you're suddenly bowled over by how large the place is and also how beautiful because um, it's it's really a, a beautiful building. Um, so definitely worth a look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for, look, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for joining me and uh, giving up your evening. Um You've you've been name dropped on this show a couple of times. I think you're aware. <laughs> well, I think Christo was virtually barring me from the fighting cocks, wasn't he? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, just quickly, just for our, our, our listeners and, and mainly for my wife, I said you were coming on the show tonight, and she was like, "Look, get get the love affair out of the way." Early. <laughs> and um, for for people that have listened to before, I, I'm a huge fan of Richards. He he runs this phenomenally amazing 
like event that happens called Carols Till Closing. I'm a, I've been every year that you've rocked up. Um, I know we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But yeah. um, look, let's get out of the way. I, I love it. I love what you do. I love the simplicity of it. I, I want you to do it every single weekend forever. <laughs> um, I want to come to pubs and sing uh, with you. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get that out, out of the way early. Excellent. Well, it, I mean, it is one of those things that has just happened uh, almost without trying. I, I did a similar thing in, in my parish before coming to the cathedral, which was down in East Barnet, but it didn't quite have the same life as Carol's Till Closing. There's some something there's something there that's been born that no one can stop. Um, maybe they should, but it's unstoppable at the moment, certainly. Yeah, and I hope it remains unstoppable, just yeah. purely for selfish reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Well, thank you. Anyway, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Um, yep. Let's get let's get cracking. Okay. Um, so, when did you arrive in St Albans? Well, actually, I can be really specific on that. So, it was the thirtieth of June in nineteen ninety three, uh, and before that day, I had never ever been to St Albans before. I grew up in East London in Barking, and uh, we heard talk of this wonderful place uh, somewhere north of the M25 um, but I'd never been and friends used to come and picnic on the Abbey Orchard and I had this vision of uh, fruit trees stretching as far as the eye could see um, but I came on the 30th of June because I was coming to be ordained at the cathedral on that Sunday uh, and so before you're ordained you get a few days lock-in uh, as part of a retreat and in those days what is now Verulam House nursing home was our diocesan retreat centre. So uh, I was booked in there for three nights, uh, along with all those others being ordained in the cathedral on the following Sunday. Uh, and actually, I remembered when thinking about this that um, we used to sneak out, three of us used to sneak out and go over to the Spotted Bull at the top of Verulam Road. Um, and uh, of course, over the, the three nights we were there, we got sort of recognized and we explained that we were staying over the road and we were being ordained and various other things and then of course on the last night of the retreat the senior clergy who were leading it said oh uh, as a, a special treat tonight we're going to take you over the road for a drink and of course we walked through the door and we tried to keep our heads down but the barmaid immediately said oh I wondered if you'd be in again tonight so uh, we were <laughs> we were caught out rather spectacularly but it suddenly occurred to me that my uh, relationship with St Albans and my relationship with St Albans pubs happened from the word go so that that was quite quite a nice thing to remember so that was back in 93 and apart from being a day visitor wow. after that uh, it wasn't till 2011 that we moved and became residents oh, so yeah wow. so that was the spotted pool yeah 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 it's a lovely lovely yeah, little pub. yeah yeah so so yeah so, uh, yeah. so uh, having been in east london that that's kind of prompted my first track choice um so a, a famous son of barking uh is billy bragg so i couldn't not have a billy bragg song to start me off um and this one is is was released in 1985 about the time i went to college uh and it's uh between the wars and that was between the wars by billy bragg your first song you went straight in i like that yeah well great waste you. no time waste no time great <laughs> you so um so yeah, East London to uh, St Albans, and uh, yeah, you, yeah. can you imagine yourself going back there? Um, uh, well, we we um, St Albans is the longest place we've ever lived now. So we've been here nine years. So it's very unusual for clergy to move within the same town or city. Uh, so having done six years at the cathedral, it would have been expected for me to go and terrorise another um, sort of. Uh, 
<laughs> another town somewhere. Um, but the the job at St Saviour's was just a perfect fit. So when faced with the option of being able to stay in St Albans for a few more years, uh, it was a bit of a no brainer. So so yeah, it's the longest we've lived as a family, um, yeah. other than my roots in East London. So yeah, yeah. good. Well, I'm glad you stayed around. I'm glad yeah, you stayed yeah. Around. Um, so. Can you sum up St Albans in three words? Well, no is the <laughs> is the simple answer. It's a really difficult one, isn't it? Um, so I, I listened uh, listening to a few of uh, the shows beforehand, and and uh, Bob Golding, when he had to face that same question, came up with the three words that I reckon I would have gone for. So he picked me to the post, um, and that was history, people, and pubs. Uh, and you can't really better that. So I thought, well, I'll, I've got to because that's cheating if I don't pick my own words. Um, and I, I went for the old preacher's trick of, of choosing three words beginning with the same letter. So I've gone for place, pride and potential. OK, so place, pride and potential. And and I think my thinking behind that is place in that there's a real sense of place in St Albans. It, it's got a real definite identity and character um and, and not everywhere has that not in the same way that that st albans does and of course you know you can't get away from the fact that the only reason this place exists is because of st alban and it's a, it's a real historical figure who gave his life uh for someone else so there's that sense that um you know that there is a real story behind the place which has continued through the generations so that you know it's a holy place it's a place that so many different people find special for different reasons so there's a real sense of place which you don't you really don't get everywhere um the pride i think is because people are clearly proud of of our community and that's really good to see um you know we've got such a good network of of organizations individuals uh businesses everything just seems to work together uh and and people love the city and they and they're proud of that and they want it to be better and that's where my third word comes in i thought about progress but that that wasn't as good as potential but the sense that you know there's a real sort of get up and go atmosphere so people the attitude is let's do this let's get it done let's be the best place that we can be at, at this time so i think st albans is characterized by always seeing the potential of of being better and doing good stuff and and making it work you know whether that's singing in the pubs or serving the community in in far more practical ways um but yeah so i go for place pride and potential those would be my three words wow i I I have no comeback. I think it's a huge <laughs> answer. It really is. I mean, it, we don't ask easy questions. We don't, you know, we don't say, you know, what's your favourite coffee shop? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we, we ask that for a reason, you know, we ask to try and get something out and yeah. we ask everyone and that's a beautiful answer. Thank you very much. But I think, you know, the, there's so many, having, again, because I've been in St Albans for, for quite a while and being at the cathedral was really sort of being in one uh, particular hub uh, and seeing a lot of, of the community life uh, through that. Uh, it's the kind of place where anything could happen and that's good. And it was great that the cathedral has often been part of that. I mean, I remember the, uh, the fashion shows that we used to have in the nave, you know, the, the longest catwalk in England. Um, and they were just great opportunities for, for people to get together for, for different audiences to come into the cathedral um you know it was it you know it was just a classic case of 
wouldn't it be good if we can do this? And the next question is, so how can we do it and when? Um, so, it, yeah, it's just really potential and uh, positive sense of let, let's do good things because that's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's great. I, I look back at the fashion show and using that as an example, what I, what I really like about St Albans and what you can do is I like putting people in situations that they don't normally um, gravitate to but also in a venue that isn't known for that thing. Yeah. So, you know, like a fashion show in a cathedral. You know, a lot of people who attended those shows, uh, I, I was lucky enough to attend those shows. My, my wife walked up and down the catwalk on one of those yeah. shows. Amazing fashion show in an environment where you don't expect a fashion show. Yeah. People attending going, oh, I've never been in this building before. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and that's exactly what we've experienced with the Beer and Fizz Festival at St. Saviour's is that, you know, you've got a building which you, you imagine is for one purpose only. Um, and then when you, you sort of create something different in it and you get that sort of um, almost what could be a clash of worlds and then find that there's no clash at all, that it, that it works. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the good thing about the cathedral, about churches, about lots of different places is that they are places where people meet and where people engage. Um, and wherever you can get people together who are different and we're all different at the end of the day, but actually people who are, um, exploring their differences, but at the same time celebrating their common humanity, then that's, that's brilliant. That's always yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so one of my, my targets for St. Saviour's is, is get it on the list as a venue for the film festival as well. Cause that's, yeah, uh, yeah. No, we haven't done that one yet. So yeah, it's, uh, that can easily be arranged. I know that guy. I can, <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think we're, I like it when people come up to us, especially with, with the film festival hat on, that yeah. people come up and go, I, I'm doing something in a venue that I've never done before, but I've never also been to this venue before. I think yeah. that is, is great. I, yeah. I, I, that's what we strive to do as much as we can. And, and also, you're you're kind of exposing venues that maybe don't get the exposure they deserve yeah yeah Um, and you talk about your you know your beer festival i think it's it's brilliant that you have the vision because a lot of other people don't have that vision richard it takes a special person trust me and you have that vision to go you know what we'll invite people in we're still inviting people in but we just want them to have a drink yeah and a chat and feel part of something that um, they get here anyway, but just in a different, a different way. Yeah, we 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 learned a lot actually from the first beer festival. We had about eight hundred people through the door uh, throughout the weekend, which we were uh, we weren't expecting. We had no idea how it would go, but you know, they all they all almost all of them said we didn't know this church was here, we didn't know how big it was, and isn't it beautiful? And almost everyone, as they left, said thank you for letting us come to your church. And the conversation we had uh, as a church council and a church community afterwards really revolved around the question, when did this become our church and not theirs? And and it's rediscovering that sense that, that churches are public spaces. They don't belong to the congregation that worship there. They belong to the community. And certainly that's how the Church of England operates. 
that every community, every every focus of of uh, people's lives, there is a church which is theirs, whether they want it or not. You know, and and you know, some people really wouldn't want me to be their vicar, but but I am their vicar if they live in my parish, and they're kind of stuck with me. Um, but it, but it's that sense of that this place belongs to everyone, and it's not ours. So so really, the way we steward that building, the way we look after it and develop it, should be in a way that is accessible to everyone. You know, whether they choose to come and worship there or not, it's it's a, a focus for the community. So, oh man, we've got to get on. So yeah, no, okay. What have you got for us? Well, my next track, the second track, kind of, kind of, bit of a cheesy link with that. That okay, choose three words, and you know that's really hard. Um, but actually, this is the track which in 1991 was playing uh, almost every five minutes on air, um, and it's the year our eldest son was born. We had just moved to Bristol literally finished unpacking the boxes and he was born four weeks premature so we had family in two and a half hours in either direction so we had no support at all um he popped out four weeks early um had a few health problems um but this was the track that was playing literally every time we turned on the radio and has stuck with us as a family since and it's uh, by extreme and it's called more than words and that was more than words by extreme and welcome back to My St Albans. Uh, we are very lucky to have uh, Richard uh, Watson on the show tonight, a, a man that I feel that I could talk to forever. Um, uh, he, he's just a delight. Thank you, Richard, again for coming on. Um, yeah, it's good to be here. Who's your hero? Well, I mean, if summing up St Albans in three words was was tough, then this is impossible, um, especially as Christo uh, a few weeks ago pulled the rug from under my feet and stole my thunder and named his hero as St. Alban himself. So, you know, that, that really was mine to, to, to grab, but he got there first. Um, and there's, there are so many, so many people who have gone through my mind, you know, I would list all of the publicans uh, for a start, all the landlords, all the people who keep the pubs running. You, you know, people will realize there's a theme running through uh, everything I say. It's somehow connected to the pub uh, at, the, at the end of the day. But so any, any of those guys who are running the pubs in the in the city would would get that um but then i narrowed it down to two and um two or three and then i i managed to slip one of them into the next question of who's my hidden gem because uh, it goes in hand in hand with that so so i've hit on um an organization that's fronted by uh, a couple of guys especially um and it's the first organization in st albans that i ever came into contact with long before I lived here, but in 97, 98, uh, I took over the running of our Dialson HIV network. Um, and so I came into contact with the Crescent Support Group in Russell Avenue, uh, run by Ian and Michael. Um, and they they provide practical, essential support for people living in the community with HIV. Um, and in, in recent years, they've they've had their funding. Uh, I'd say they've been robbed of their funding. They've had all their funding withdrawn. And yet these guys have just given everything and carried on to keep the charity running, to keep the support going for the people who need it most. Um, so Ian and Michael at the Crescent Support Group are my heroes for St Albans. Um, I'm also a great Russell T Davis fan, so uh, I've been watching uh, his latest offering, uh, It's a Sin, which if people haven't seen, uh, they really do need to watch. Um, and you remember I said my first track was Billy Bragg uh, in 1985. Well, a lot of the um, a lot of the the life and 
action of it's a sin is around 1984 85 so it's the time i went to college so it was like seeing my mates on the screen um but of course you know we've had a we've had a really bad year with covid but it's not the first pandemic that we've faced uh, as a generation but that's so easily forgotten um and you know hrv hasn't gone away uh, and ian and the crescent support team just keep keep giving that support where it's needed uh, despite the odds and having to fight for everything they've got so they are without a doubt my st albans heroes absolutely that's a lovely touch i think um yeah i i, I don't know that uh, that organization um i i've heard about that organization i don't know it that well but um they yeah uh, probably do amazing work in the community yeah um, I normally spend a couple of hours shaking a bucket on a cold December afternoon um, well, around World AIDS Day, but of course we couldn't do that last year. So, so even that sort of source of funding has has, yeah. has been declining. So it's tough. It's tough, and and also people there's a people will gravitate a lot to businesses that are you know visibly tough. You know they they see that you know the retail shops are shut or they're boarded up. I think it's, yeah. it's quite easy to visually see that. But there's a lot of groups like what you just said that yeah. the present small group that you probably don't realise that that bucket makes such a difference and they just absolutely yeah absolutely yeah yeah they go by the wayside and you know just picking up on um, it's a sin uh, the soundtrack to that oh yeah genius <laughs> absolutely genius if you yeah. seen, I'm not going to force anyone to watch TV but if you if you haven't seen it one thing I would say is find the playlist because it, mm. music is just, it took me back. It was, what, and it, it starts off. And I think that one of the first pieces of music you hear is, is hooked on classics, yeah. which was an album I got for my 18th birthday. And I thought it was absolutely the best thing. I mean, it sounds so cheesy now, but, but yeah, hooked on classics was just, uh, I'd forgotten all about it. And, and it just reminded me of so much, which uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's excellent TV drama. Absolutely superb. Yeah. I find also, I think it's quite a positive show, although, yeah, you know, there's a, you know, not some stuff that they have to tackle, and I, you know, there's a, the, the ending. I mm. it's, yeah. It's, um, no spoilers. I, yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did find it a quite a positive show. It, it made me look back and actually, yeah, some of the things that we've dealt with in our lives. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it tackles some really, really difficult real life situations but it also captures the hope and the um sort of determined joy of that generation and 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 that community at the time and i think it it, it is a superb piece of tv writing um but then russell d russell t davis could probably write the back of a corn plate packet and and it will be compelling you know <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely, definitely uh song number three what have you got for us right well it, it's a little bit of primal scream um uh who who you know don't get so much airtime these days but but it's a, a particular song particularly chosen to follow my heroes and it's called um where the light gets in and the refrain of the song is the world is the place where the light gets in and and actually you know looking at our heroes looking at the people who make other people's lives better because of their efforts uh, and their love and their care. That's where the light comes into the world. So I thought it was a good track to follow this one. So Primal Scream, 
Where the Light Gets In. And that was Primal Screen, Where the Light Gets In. And welcome back to my St. Albans. Richard Watson's on the show tonight. Um, so, what have you got hidden for us, Richard? Well, there's loads of things, really. I mean, St. Albans is one of those brilliant places where you can discover something new uh, every time you go out for a walk. And and I've been doing a lot of walking in lockdown, as, as many other people have as well. Um, so I could I could put in a little ad here because the, the the best hidden gem to be uncovered recently is the shrine of Amphibolus at the cathedral. So Amphibolus in the story was the the Christian priest who Auburn swaps clothes with in order to rescue him. So he escapes and Auburn gets arrested in his place. Uh, and we're used to having the shrine of St. Auburn uh, in the cathedral. There was in the medieval period uh, a shrine of St. Amphibolus. Uh, the the priest in the story. Um, But the Victorians, when they rebuilt the abbey, uh, they sort of uh, either ran out of money or energy or or ran out of bits of stone when they were putting together the pieces of Amphibolus' shrine. And it was in a dark corner, shored up with railway bricks for for so long. And as part of the the recent uh, Heritage Lottery Fund project at the cathedral, the Shrine of Amphibolus has been restored, uh, brilliantly restored uh, and repositioned. So that's a hidden gem that really has come to light in the last few months. Um, and the stonemasons have done a, a brilliant job on it. Um, and one of the gargoyles around the shrine uh, has actually got a, a face mask on. So what would, so it really sort of dates it as as part of 2020, 2021 history. Um, so that that would be my my textbook answer uh, and scores me points with my friends at the cathedral for saying that. Um, but I thought I'd need to keep it local. Uh, a hidden gem on my patch uh, up in the Bernard's Heath area. Um, and of course, the heath itself is is a, a hidden gem. I mean, it's not hidden, obviously, because it's there, but but we don't necessarily see the the wonderful beauty of the place um and it's as i said it's one of the things i've been doing a lot uh, in the last year is walking around there so it's become my outdoor office but the hidden gem has got to be the little star coffee shop on sandridge road uh, and omer the uh the, the proprietor there who only opened um a few months before lockdown started is the most hospitable and the most generous and the, the most friendly guy you can imagine uh, and that coffee shop and the welcome that he's able to give um, when it's only tiny, so they can only really do takeaways anyway. Um, but that's kept so many people going, just having that that friendly face and the smile and, and a, a cup of decent coffee, um, which can never be passed over. Um, so, so yeah, I'd be, he was on my heroes list because I've seen a lot of him and I've I've introduced a lot of people to him. But but I thought the the little star. Uh, coffee shop would be my hidden gem that I've I've discovered much more of in lockdown and and hopefully other people have as well so yeah and, and it's that welcome that hospitality that that you know it's quiet it, it it's a tiny place you know and and he's a little star as well so so the little star on Bernard's Heath. yeah I do I know I, yeah. I work at Bubble Hub occasionally yeah of and, course yeah and uh yeah that it's great that there's like a uh, a kind of a community coffee shop. It's not a St Albans coffee shop, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because it's it's not bang in the centre. It's just out, and yeah. you can just tell it feels it feels like a very sort of local coffee shop. I, I like. Yeah, that. and I suppose it goes back to you know the the word one of the words I used to describe St Albans about place. It it's in exactly the right place. It's the right 
it's the right thing in the right place. I mean, obviously, other coffee shops are available. Um, and, and if I'm in town, then I'd make my way to Waddington Road. And if I'm out of the quadrant, then fade to black. You know, the, these are my coffee shops and pubs are, are my my rooted places. Um, but it's just it's just perfect there. I think that almost the fact that it's so tiny and there's not much seating um it's a place that you pass through so you, you know, it's, it's a place you grab your coffee and you go walking on the heath uh so it yeah. fits its location perfectly and and it's just yeah it's just a, a brilliant place of welcome yeah no, it's, it's, that's a great that's a great shout that's a great shout um Right, take me back, Nick Kershaw. What oh, you? now this is this is my guilty secret. This is um, <laughs> so. This this is um, Nick Kershaw. I have to say, I mean, most people uh, will know me as bald headed with a grey beard, um, but back in the day, I was Nick Kershaw. I mean, I looked uh, well. I wanted to look like him. Uh, I had the mullet. I I had a shocking mullet, uh, which went from uh, blonde to it's natural brown to in the end purple before it fell out, which might have something to do with it really. Um, but I had the, the Nick Kershaw mullet. I used to, I used to use cans and cans of hairspray to get it looking the way it needed to. Um, I added the Aaron jumper tucked into my army pants and stuff. So yeah. And little boots. So I was Nick Kershaw. I'm quite, I'm quite sort of, um, chuffed to say that I used to look like Nick Kershaw but now Nick Kershaw looks quite a lot like me <laughs> um, but anyway the, the track I've chosen of his is I Won't Let the Sun Go Down on Me um, as a member of a, a youth group um, this was the summer party track that you know just got everyone on the dance floor um, it was just yeah just fantastic um, it was one of those things that defined those summers. You know when a tune really gets under your skin and, and it becomes the, the thing that you only have to hear it and all the memories come back, all the, me all the positive memories come flooding back. So, so yeah, track number four is uh, Nick Kershaw from 1984. I Won't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. And that was I Won't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Nick Kershaw. Did that take you back? Oh, yes. Every time. Every time. Yeah. And also makes me blush because I'm quite embarrassed. <laughs> well, there are photographs out there on the internet of me and my, my Nick Kershaw mullet, but um, hopefully they won't surface again. Yes, let me just Google those. What's your perfect St. Albans day and what pubs does it involve? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, the perfect St. Albans day today would be to have... Uh, got a taxi to the station, got the train to Luton Airport and flown to Verona, uh, which is where we hoped to go last June and where we were hoping to go this June uh, for the Verona Opera Festival. Um, but uh, it doesn't look like we'll get there this year, but we'll hopefully next year. Um, but given that there's so much to do in St Albans, it's not difficult to have a perfect day in our home city, so you don't have to fly anywhere. Um, I think it would start with a lie-in. Because uh, I have to say, I am a night owl and not a lark. Uh, so most people know they won't get any sense out of me till after 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, even if I am out and about. So definitely a, a night owl. I think probably the perfect day uh, would be one which involved meeting lots of people, because uh, I'm definitely a, a people person. Uh, I don't like sitting at my desk, uh, so therefore I don't like 
being submerged by paperwork and, and doing that kind of detail. I'd much rather be out meeting people. Um, but also I, I love cooking. So a perfect day would probably involve uh, going to a coffee shop and whilst at the coffee shop, planning a meal for the evening and then going and shopping uh, and then spending the afternoon and the evening cooking and then sitting and, and sharing that meal with friends around a table till the early hours. Um, and probably, uh, you know, quite often my shopping bags get incredibly heavy as I'm walking past the boots. So I, I quite often <laughs> find myself needing to pop in for refreshment. Um, the fighting cocks, I can't use that excuse because, because it's not, it's not on the way back from the shops. Um, but I, I guess, I mean, you know, days when I'm not cooking and, and Friday is my day off. So very often on a Friday we'd, we'd end up in the boot or the fighting cocks or the mermaid since moving up to this part of town, the mermaid is, uh, is a good place that you will often find me. So, so yeah, or any pub really. I think the first pub we came across, apart from the Spotted Bull, when um, when I was on on retreat and not supposed to be out drinking, uh, was the Cock. We used to come. We lived in Dunstable. I, I was a, a priest in uh, St Augustine's Church on Downside in Dunstable, um, and we used to come in on a Friday for days off uh, when the kids were small uh, before they started school, and we quite often would have a, a lunchtime pint in the Cock um but uh but yeah the mermaid is my latest discovery so yeah a, a, an ideal day would involve a pub it would involve people it would involve food and preparing it and cooking it and as people who know me well will know it would also involve taking photographs of that food and posting them on instagram uh, much to the annoyance of many but to the pleasure of some so <laughs> yeah so well i, was uh, gonna, I mean i was gonna bring up uh I was going to bring up your social media um, yeah. because it's it's actually you know I love my photography and I I follow you on uh, social media and for anyone that doesn't right honestly your account is amazing it's <laughs> it's, full of, it's full of just life and yeah. full of amazing coffee or I think the other day there was an espresso martini that looked yeah. up insanely yeah. beautiful, the food. And then you, you could tell that you've done a lot of exercise because you're walking and there's some great photography where you're out and about. And this isn't, it started off, Richard, this was a, this is just an interview. But now I'm plugging, you know, the local Wicker's social media accounts and people yeah. really think, but honestly, Check out Richard Watson, you know, Instagram, Twitter, I think, you know, yeah. absolutely. Like that's that for me. If you ask me today what my hidden gem is, it's your digital. <laughs> they, they're a joy. They're a joy. I'm sure there are some people who find it intensely annoying, but um, well, they know where the unfollow button is. That's, you know what? <laughs> if you go somewhere and you do, you sort of don't, you know, gravitate to someone or the chemistry isn't there you don't stand next to them and i think yeah that's the social media if, yeah. if you don't like what someone's posting then just unfollow like, yeah you know. i i i have had um comments from from senior people uh in the church uh who noticed that practically every every picture i post on social media i've got a drink in my hand and my reply normally is, well, the clue's in the name. It's social media. So actually what I post is is about me doing social things. It's not my work stuff. And obviously as, as a priest, there's a lot of what I do that 
isn't appropriate to put on social media in terms of you know my my dealings with other people um at, you know because all the, all that stuff is is their stuff it's not mine to to make a, a, a news about um so yeah so very often it will be me sitting relaxing um yeah. either with a coffee or with a uh, an espresso martini or a pint i mean i i just long for the day when i can walk into a pub and sit and have a pint and read a book it's yeah. uh, it, it wasn't till january this year that i suddenly thought god i miss this i really want but dan our eldest and i were both in the kitchen um cooking and, and clearing up and we both said actually this is the kind of afternoon we just go down to the boot or to the fighting cocks or to the mermaid or somewhere and just spend a couple of hours doing nothing but just just enjoying a pint yeah. and that's that's i can't wait for that yeah i for me i have a little trick right i'll share it with you so if i ever go away with my wife she has a couple of hours you know to herself you know we've got two kids and over the years it's like you know i need some space so she'll go off and she'll she'll trawl the charity shops or she'll do yeah. or whatever that's kind of not really for me. So I'll always buy a local paper wherever I am. Always buy a local paper, whichever yeah. city you are, buy the local paper. I'll then find the pub that looks the most authentic uh, and be completely out of my depth uh, with some locals who will look at me like I'm an idiot. And yeah. I'll sit for a few hours, just reading, having a pint. Like, it's just, that's the bit I miss. That's, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think going back to your social media thing, I don't think on any of your accounts, I see you taking a selfie during a christening with a baby with a drink in your hand. I think you'll... No, no. You, no. You know, I'd, I'd always drop the baby first. And... Of course. Well, let's separate that out. It's a really beautiful, really beautiful account that you, you, you run and please keep that up. And as I said, it's not a plug, but yeah. go check out Richard's account. Oh, thank you. That's that's kind. Um, Friday, I'm in love. Talk to me. Yeah, well, I say Friday's my my day off. So um, to sum up a perfect day, Friday is a day off and a day of doing all the things I love. So the the Cure, uh, I mean, I've, I love the Cure, and I, I could have chosen so many of their tracks really, but that seemed to be the one that that fitted perfectly. So. So the Cure Friday, I'm in love. And that was the Cure Friday, I'm in love. And we're back on my St Albans with. Uh, Richard Watson. Richard, how are we doing? Are we still well? All good? Yes. Yeah, fine. I, I don't know if anyone's still listening. but <laughs> oh, they are. Trust me, they are. Um, so, um, Mayor for the Day. What Mayor you for the Day. Well, I, I had the great honour of being uh, chaplain to uh, Councillor Jeff Harrison when he was Mayor a few years ago. So I've, I've had a few insights into what the Mayor gets up to. Um, and I have to say, if I was mayor for the day, the, the best thing about that would be that I was only mayor for the day because I could create the biggest mess possible. And then whoever was mayor the next day would have to come in and clear it all up after me. Uh, and there are some people who who will immediately recognize <laughs> that role that uh, you know a number of people have said, um, you're a bit like a whirlwind. We just need to send someone in after you to clear up the mess and let you get on with doing what you do. Um, so I don't know. I, I think... Um, it's hard to to know, you know, if you've just got one day, uh, one day to make a mark on the city and to to influence as many people. I think I'd want to get people together. Um, and one of the things that that's I guess is a thread that's run through my my ministry and my, you know, just the, the way I am, 
is that I, I tend to, to get people together. It's, you know, that, that's where I think there's, there's power and there's, there's um, impact and potential is when you get people together. So I think I want to do something to get people together, probably some kind of one day arts beer community festival, you know, involving as many people who wanted to be involved uh, and and then just leave someone in to come and clear up the mess and pay for it the next day. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I, I would I would want to do something that got people together. Yeah, uh, yeah. on a big scale. Yeah, it would be just a, a fantastic thing because we, yeah, we've got a fantastic city, we've got fantastic venues, we've got fantastic open spaces. There, so I'd want to do something like that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah I'm all for that. I'm all yeah. for that. I think what my advice to you is uh, don't. Don't have your first pint with either Mr. Bob Golding or Mr. Christo, because uh, you'll get roped into carnival. Because yeah, every time I see Christo, he's like, "We're going to do this carnival." I was like, "Yeah, Yeah. yes, of course we are." But uh, yeah, I love big community events. I like, I like the diversity. I like getting people together. I like the, I like, I like the fact that you know, a four-year-old can have fun in the same room as a forty-year-old. And, yeah, you know that there should no, there should never be a, a place where you know no one is excluded. Everyone, total inclusion, whatever. Yeah, wherever, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think you know when you when you get people together, then things happen. Mm. You know, and sometimes bad things happen. You know, you can get two people together in a room and they have an argument. Um, but hopefully leave them in the room long enough and they'll sort that out. But, but there's, there's this incredible power in human interaction. And, and at the end of the day, that's, I I was listening to, um, uh, because I, because despite my choices today, I've I've mentioned the uh, Verona Opera Festival and I'm I'm a great opera lover. So I, you know, in the days when it was possible, I would quite often go into London and, and go to the opera on my own. Um, Billy no mates in the cheap seats uh, up in the gods um, and uh, I was listening to a program about Wagner and Wagner's ring cycle on the radio and someone was saying that you know he, the, the, the sort of message behind uh, his operas which, which of course everyone's got a version of what they think they're about uh, and they're probably all not quite hitting the mark but one of them was this sense of I think him, him drawing on the the theories of Schopenhauer, the, the philosopher, the, the sense that when the gods are dead, all we've got left is human love. And and I think there's a, you know, whatever people believe, whether they believe in some kind of divine entity uh, that they call God or whether they not, actually the thing we all experience and we all believe in is human love. And actually that is the thing that makes the world go round. And that's what makes a community live so i i'd want to to have some kind of event that just knitted people together and I, i've got i've got hopes that we might try and get some kind of community forum going up here in Bernard's heath um from the the organizations and the people that live and work here because i think we need to do what we used to do before the internet and in a way covid has helped us to remember what we used to do before the internet although we've, we've spent more time on online you know, we're now talking to people. So I, you know, I'd, I'd like to get the opportunity to get community leaders and group leaders within that community to get in a room together and talk to each other, you know, in a way we used to talk before we could send each other emails. 
um, and just get that human interaction. And, and you know, I mean, I, I've done loads of stuff with, with Christo and various other people. And the only reason that's happened is because we've sat down and, and spent time with each other um, and getting to know each other. Because, you know, all, all the good things, I think, in life come from friendship um, and and engagement with one another. And so, yeah, I want to... Long answer to the question, but I want to get no, people it's together. Great answer. It's a great answer. And I think you're right. You know, we sit, have conversations. Good things come from that. You know, yeah, they do. Um, yeah it's a beautiful answer. Um, song number six, what have you got for us? Well, that number six follows on from that. It's uh, another one of those great tunes that, that sums up the summer feel, um, for me anyway. And it's Jack Johnson, uh, Better Together. And that was the beautiful Better Together by Jack Johnson. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of Jack Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice, really nice. Um, oh, man, we are almost coming to the end. Um, yeah. God, Richard, honestly, I, you're just a joy to talk to. I could talk to you forever. I really Well, we're, we're coming to the end and I've not sworn. So, you know, it's, that's even better. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought of all the people that would kick me off air. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far, to be fair. Um, but I thought, oh, you know, this is show number 20. And I thought, we've oh, got here. No, not Richard swearing. Oh, my radio show gets ruined by the cool, sexy vicar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about the future, Richard. What have you got going on? Well, I mean, obviously for the last year, we've, we've, been doing most i've been doing most of my um church service stuff on youtube uh, and online so you know i spend I, I do sunday on thursday normally which is great because by the time i get to sunday i've got nothing to do it's, it's <laughs> i could quite get used to it actually and this this sort of church with no people it, it kind of works for me in a way um so so we've been doing a lot of stuff on youtube um and, and we we, in reality, we're going to have to keep doing that because we've, we've discovered that, you know, that churches all over the place and, and other organisations, too, have discovered that we've been pushed forward into uh, use of the Internet and use of multimedia in a way that we we wouldn't have done before. Um, but once you've done it, once the, the gene is out of the bottle, you can't stop doing it. So, for example, you know, we, we've been doing online services because um even when we we were able to worship in church, uh, as we are now, but we've chosen not to, um, there are people who can't come because they're shielding, because they're you know they're, they're vulnerable or they're they're frightened. So that's been a lifeline for them. The reality is, there's always been people in that position, but we never thought, oh, actually, why don't we make a, a video of the service and send it to them? So we've kind of discovered something that we're going to have to keep on doing in some way. So, so the future involves uh, a big change of thinking uh, in terms of how I do my job. I'm not, I'm not going to become sort of like a, a, a technical version of the wizard of Oz, you know, just a big, big projection who uh, never appears to people, but, but there's going to have to be some, some continued um, media outlet. In fact, we've, we've started a, a podcast. We've only done one. Um, and, uh, I'm hoping to get the next one out uh, 
by the end of March and maybe uh, try and make it a monthly thing just so that we can provide other ways of keeping in touch not just with church news because that will be pretty dull uh, but also community news as well and that's kind of behind this community forum thing that I'm thinking through so lots of lots of different possibilities um, we're planning to to have the church open for Easter uh, because that that's obviously a, a major uh, festival the, the most important time of the year um, and as we we come out of lockdown to really get the get the place on its feet again, not just uh, for services, but also for uh, for other events, we're, we're in, in the process and hopefully things will be in the bag that the Swanvester Social Club are going to be playing a gig at the church as part of our harvest celebrations in September. Um, so that's uh, look out for that because you know wherever the swan vesters go there's there's a party um and uh, and that's that's good um and then the other thing i should just point out is that it won't surprise people to know that st savior's church is a licensed premises so uh, there will be a, a bar and stuff so it'll be a proper a proper celebration of, of our community uh, at harvest time and then we've got you know we hope to get the beer and fizz festival up and running again we should have had a christmas tree festival in 2020 uh, which we do every Every few years but but obviously that couldn't happen so that's probably going to happen next year now um so it's just you know slowly getting the place back to life getting people back into the building not because the building is the most important thing but because that's that's a good way of getting people together um uh, you know and obviously there's there's families who have got baptisms have been postponed and you know, weddings and all kinds of things we need to catch up with. So there's going to be a lot of catch up, but I think there's also got to be a lot of thinking about how do we do this differently? Because none of us are going to be the same after the, the last year that we've had. We're all different. Uh, it, it's affected so many people in so many different ways. But if we harness that, then actually it will make us a better place with more potential uh, uh, that, that can really sort of work together and do good stuff. So, so yeah, lots, lots of stuff going on and of course working towards fingers crossed carols till closing uh in december 2021 <laughs> not quite sure i can promise every weekend um oh. i think i can hear my liver screaming at the thought of yeah. it but uh... <laughs> oh, well, that is i mean let's touch on that that's an events calendar that would be the envy of any venue in Silverwoods. i think you know to 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 you know come back but come back with some ambition I really like, uh, you know, uh, Swanvesta Social Club. Uh, yeah. Definitely tapping you up for a ticket for that. Um, well, they've, they, they, they're, they're really keen. They're really excited. Um, uh, they want yeah. to, you know, they're hoping to play the beer festival um, last year. Um, uh, and, you know, they, they contacted me and said, we'd really like to play for you in 2021. So I said, yeah, oh, I, let, let's do it. Come on, let's make it happen. That would be great. And it goes back to an earlier point about, putting something in a putting a gig in a venue yeah that isn't the horn yeah you know yeah. Yeah. and you know why not why, why yeah. not you know look carol's still closing i'm not gonna i talked about it early on i can't <laughs> myself. So i'm gonna say it and this will be my last time i ever say it on this on this uh on this radio show it's the most simple idea yeah by, by the most beautiful human being it is it's Everyone in the pub is in unison of just enjoying themselves. Yeah. Something that there is no negativity. There's none whatsoever. No. And I can't describe being in a pub 
where everyone is doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. Bar staff, young, old people, just everyone. And I, I can't thank you enough. I really cannot thank you. It's such an amazing event. And I, I say it all the time. I don't want you to wait till December. I want you to come back <laughs> and do it in July because I'll be there. You know? I, did, I did have one of those, one of those dangerous conversations with Christo uh, where, yeah. where I said, you know, I said as a joke, well, you know, if, if we're out of lockdown in July, let's, let's do Christmas in July. And there was that dangerous pause. And he said, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I said, hang on a minute. Let's wait till we get there. <laughs> let's not rush into this, but, but yeah, it, you, have yeah, to, it's, it's... you have to be careful with Christopher, because if you mention something once, <laughs> like there's tickets, a soul and it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah no. Um I think you've you're gonna end with one of my all time favourite July songs. Well um, exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, I look forward to seeing this in July. Yeah, um, well the, 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 the one of the things that you know it, if you if you analyse Carol's still closing, I, I say the same thing every year. Um, and each night, you know, we do six nights in different pubs and for people who haven't experienced it, you know, it's not as going around pubs shaking a tin. Um, we stay in the pub and shake the pub for the night. Um, and it's the sense of, you know, it does what it says on the tin. It's carols from eight o'clock until closing time. Um, and of course, in that process, we sing Christmas songs. We sing a few cheeky versions of Christmas carols that I probably shouldn't get away with, but I do. Um, and and one of the, the songs that we always end towards the end and people are always screaming for uh, within the first half an hour. And I absolutely refuse to do it until I've had at least six pints of Guinness because otherwise my voice can't work with it. Um, and it's, it's the only way to end our chat today uh, in the same way. It's the way we normally end Carol still closing and it's the Pogues fairy tale of New York. And that was the Pogues fairy tale in New York. And I hope like, like me and Richard, I hope you were dancing round your room to that song um absolutely brilliant richard what a great song to end with um i can only thank you enough for coming on my little show and it's been a privilege pleasure no um, thank you matt i i've thoroughly enjoyed it you've been eloquent you've been very transparent i i love all of your stories um i i do i'll say it again please go and check out Richard's social media because it it's this interview just in a digital format and, it <laughs> and it's really good. Um, Richard, I'm really lucky to know a lot of people in St. Albans. I'm, I feel very privileged. Um, I'm glad you're one of those people that I know. I'm really oh, thank happy. you. Um, and if you don't know Richard, go and find him because he is, he's brilliant. I love him. Um, thank you very much. This has been my St. Albans. This has been, the sexy, cool vicar. Really <laughs> I'm sure there are other contenders for that role now. But uh... <laughs> My St Albans was presented by Matthew Big. Production editing was by Troy Williams. You can find more local people talking about their lives and the local area in the podcast series. Just subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. If you'd like to support our free podcasts, head to radioverulam.com slash donate. Thank you.